Buenos Nachos Amigos, and welcome, Rap Pose, to another episode of Record Breakers, another edition of the Record Breakers Goodness, here to share music with each other and with y'all, uh, in, in, like we do on a periodic level, uh, uh, we're here to talk about music. I'm Petey Rave, your man with no plan, uh, as it is plainly obvious. Uh, here with me is my crew, my team. We've got Brett. Uh, I, I do periodically as well. Yes. Uh, we've got Drew. Hey, what's up? And we've got Patrick. Hello again. Uh, we're here to talk about music, uh, like I said, on the provider of said music this week is Drew. Drew, what do you got for us this week? Well, I decided to uh, pop over to Atlanta, get some Southern hip-hop going with a band that I very much enjoy because they're kind of insane. Um, the band Outkast. And if I was going to bring Outkast, might as well give another softball and give the album that has the hits with uh, Stankonia. Stankonia, yes, it has that song, and also that song, yeah, yeah, and 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 that song, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about that album. Uh, it's it's the album that doesn't go all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, yeah. and that's it's the one that's, before that. <laughs> it's the other one. Is it before the cartoon? Yeah, it had to be. Yeah, yeah. possibly. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about this. Which makes album. this album even better. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Brett, Got some hot bangers. <laughs> Brett, where were your expectations coming into this album? Well, I had seen Class of Three Thousand on the Cartoon Network, so I thought, you know, family friendly music. No, um, I this album came out when I was in high school, and it also came around about the time that everybody at my school was putting subs in their V six Firebirds. Um, so I heard this album a bunch. Um, I haven't heard it since it was new, but uh, I, you know, I'm. I'm familiar with the hits and also not the hits. I'm also familiar with the skits. Um, yes. But, uh, you know, I, it was, I was looking forward to listening to this because, man, this, this album is 17 years old. Um, so it's been a while. Uh, and I was looking forward to seeing what I missed. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, what were your expectations coming into this album? I'm a casual Outcast fan who has listened to this album before, but it's been a, it's been a minute, so... I was happy to go back and have an excuse to listen to all of it and listen to it as an album more than the the song and that other song and that other other song that you know by heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this this album is, is an interesting album to talk about because it's like the first album uh, in their new studio. So it was like, hey, we have all the time in the world. Let's do some music. Uh, Let's make a and, seventy-three minute fucking record. <laughs> yeah, Drew, how Sorry. would you describe describe this album musically? Well, to describe it musically, you gotta sort of the weird part about this album to me is sort of where it came from. the The great thing about Outcast, in my opinion, is the like juxtaposition of the two styles of lyricist in Andre Three Thousand and Big Boy. Um, it's you get the bigger bravado, but you also get the weirdness in both of them in ways. And I think that's pretty great. Um, the, 
the fact that they broke onto the scene with something that in the time that it broke onto the scene was weird for hip hop, which was live instrumentation was something that like you can obviously see that they take pride in that. But the other albums were the AT Aliens uh, and Aquimini were much more laid back than this. This comes at you with a sort of manic pace in parts that was meant to sort of deliver um, some socially conscious messages at times. And it was manic because of what they saw around them, which I think is kind of cool. The album, to me, is just propped up by some just awesome, like, funk bass lines and a bass drum that doesn't do the thing in hip-hop that I hate, which is you have the bass drum sound that elongates for way too long, so then, like, the bass speaker is just rattling constantly in the sub um, that Brett was speaking about earlier. It's stupid that way. And they make a catchy damn tune. There's, like, what, like, three or four fucking hits on this record. There are lots of songs that are still, like, huge fan favorites. It's there is inspirations from everything from just your normal hip hop to like funk and psychedelic music in this album. That's just really kind of ridiculous to hear. And I don't think has been done to the same degree or as well since. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's just so much going on in on top of like the basic hip hop a style not basic the 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 undertoning of those like southern hip-hop that they throw in so many things into the pot which is really cool uh don't throw anything in your pot kids <laughs> yeah they part of it was actually that maybe people were using some things that were a bit harder than pot and they didn't like that all too much yeah no snapping uh, and trying influenced by <laughs> rape culture which is cool uh brett uh, what would be the themes elements that caught your attention? Well, first off, this album long. <laughs> we we already covered that, but this album's longer than most albums. But it wasn't painful to like to get through. It it, it gives it the album a lot of room to breathe, and it swings from different styles and themes. Um, lyrically, uh, it covers you know weed women banging, um, but also covers some deeper topics. Uh. Um, and, uh, that it sets it apart from the, from its contemporaries a little bit, especially in that, that scene that I remember. Um, this isn't the, uh, the, I'm, um, it, it's not a, an album to build someone up and it's not an album to tear someone down. It's, it's an album where songs tell stories and it's weird. Um, which is cool. Um, it, it's, a, it's, it's, it's my favorite kind of, of, of hip hop, weird hip hop. Um, and, uh, you know, it, the, Everything on this album uh, is is built upon a very very strong beat, um, whether it's a very minimalist beat and lyrics track or whether it's a straight up Parliament esque space funk track uh, with reverse guitars on wah, you know that that kind of stuff, which you know I enjoy. There's just an an undeniable amount of style and, and class uh, and a fit and finish that is very uncommon for any albums back then because I, I I bet they were still 
recording this onto tape back then. Um, and boy, at 73 minutes, they didn't waste. They didn't worry about wasting tape. I'm sure because everything on this studio. hit. Yeah, everything hit. Uh, like everything that they tried to do, they they pulled off, and they did it without like any of the weird like guy doing the rooster crow in the background or anything that just not quite right that no sproings there's no sproings to distract me in this album this album is a sproing although there is a there is a man on this album that i believe is responsible for the sproing wasn't that c library you know i I was running out in the pre-show of people from atlanta and uh you know thank you for bringing up one that i missed (laughs) <laughs> also, also, CeeLo Green is the one that was featured on the one with the backward mask guitars. So let's yeah. put that out there. Yeah. Okay, so the genesis of the sproing in my heart. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the, the spirit of the sproing is alive in this album. Yes. Proto sproing. Uh... The goody mob run deep. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> the sproing runneth deepeth. Uh, the springeth runneth deepeth. Uh, I guess in, in other tattooed words. on my back. Yes. Uh, Patrick, what would be the themes on Mister Cut Your, your Attention? So, in a lot of ways, and maybe I'm wrong about this. I am not an expert on the genre, but uh, of the bridge between like golden era '90s hip hop and what's happening now, there's a direct link that runs through Outkast. Like they're one of the one of the things that very much expanded the idea of what what sort of musicality hip hop could have and and because of the way they had you know two MCs who had completely different styles expanded you know what what rap could be so you have big boy who is a traditional very percussive rapper and very good at what he does and then you got Andre Dre Andre 3000 whatever he's going by today I ain't that smart to know um, who is Andre 3000, I think, um, who is much more melodic and, and more in the in, you know, probably one of the people who influenced the notion of what's going on in rap now, where there's like a lot of guys who just make pop songs, who sing and, and rap at this, you know, and and mix the two together. So you've got two very different MCs who who kind of complement each other. This isn't. Chuck D and Flava Flav, where Chuck D was the message and Flava was the sugar to, you know, help you get that down. This is two guys who are equals, who have very different styles and very different approaches to music. The other thing that Outkast always did was pulling from other genres that weren't usually part of hip hop. So funk has been part of hip hop forever, but like, you know, B.O.B. on this is basically a drum and bass track with rapping over it. And it's fucking awesome because of it. These were guys who, uh, uh, who, who weren't going to be pigeonholed and limit themselves to the idea of what rap was in you know 2000 or even you know in the years before it when they started. They were very much going to try some shit, and this is a really good example of why trying some shit sometimes is worth it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, the, the, there's so much that works all well on this uh, on this album uh, musically and with such a diverse sound. Uh, but let's talk about some key tracks. Uh, Drew, what would be some of the key tracks for you? So I'm going to run down um, a couple of the, the hits. Um, 
so fresh, so clean. This is this is to me one of those songs that I have on my hey. Am I about to do something where before I walk in, I might need a confidence boost? This song is on that playlist. This song is the, the track numero uno on that playlist. Um, it's something that just... If you don't feel like a goddamn pimp rolling down the street, blasting so fresh, so clean, something wrong with you. Um, and bombs over Baghdad. Patrick mentioned the song that you know all the words to, and I'm pretty sure he was probably trying to allude to Ms. Jackson. Bombs mm-hmm. Over Baghdad is the song that I know all of the words to. Bombs Over must... Baghdad is the word is the song you should know all the words to. That song is one of my favorite hip-hop songs of all time, period, bar none. The manic vocal delivery, the beat that just hits perfect, the snare drum tone in that record is what I think all hip-hop snare drum tone should be is from that and then to leave it out I'm not going to do the other hip I want to bring up Stankonia the ending track on this lets you remember hey by the way don't forget that the album you just listened to fucking outcast record it's going to be real weird couple of dudes that just like music and happen to play like happen to do hip hop but we have more diverse musical interests than just hip hop we're not going to do just hip hop all the time it's a weird song and like they end you on that weird thing and just like drop the mic and be like yeah no that's yep some stank love what like it's a psychedelic song at the end of a rap record like (laughs) what it doesn't make any sense that's right. <laughs> you, you tickled me. Call back. Certified stink. Uh, yeah. Uh, Brett, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Uh, well, Ms. Jackson, uh, this is a, it's a quality S tier song. Like it's certified stank. Um, you know, it's. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I, I I'm not I can't not do it. Um, it's one of those genre bending songs that appears to such a wide range of, of, of fans of different music genres. And it's it's so unlike what I remember the sound of hip hop being at the time, even the, the hip hop of the area of the time. Um, and I remember it being a fresh sound that I had never really heard before. And this was long before I knew it was was cooler than being cool. Um, and uh, BOB, another song off this album that, you know, you couldn't escape from during the turn of the millennium and for good cause. Uh, it's a really great song and it holds up ridiculously well. If this song was released today, um, it, it would, it would be a hit. Um, you know, this, this is a, a song that holds up and you can understand why at every basketball game in the world, you'll hear this one time in between timeouts or something. Um, and uh, Slum Beautiful, we got ourselves a wah-wah guitar that somebody what reversed and, and made play regular ways. Um, it's, it's pretty awesome the way that it's just thrown. It's so dissonant. It doesn't even, it isn't even musically, like, it, it doesn't even fit. It's just like, let's glue this weird shit on top of this song. And, you know, and, and along with that, the vocals had, like, 
a room echo that was not not quite the space echo of the guitar, but a complete other kind of reverb that that was the it was it sounded pretty hip. It was it was cool. I, it, it was a real toe tapper, even though it wasn't really a toe tapping song. It, it, every time I listened through that, I was like, man, I, I should I should get that track and reverse it, and see if they're just like what what is somebody playing and is it going to be something ridiculous like like cross town traffic or something like is it just going to be like some hendrix lick that they reversed and uh that that's going to make me do record breakers the homework after we're done yeah. <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> uh uh patrick what would be some of the key tracks for you so i'm gonna pick a few obvious ones uh but i'll start with uh the opening track, which isn't the opening track because there's an intro, but Gasoline Dreams, uh, this is very much what Outcast is. Andre 3000, the melodic MC, big boy, the guy who does the very percussive rapping and uh, has a great flow about it. It's a fun song. It's got a good hook. It is, it is, if, it is a distilled Outcast song, especially their more traditional hip-hop side. Then uh, probably probably the second best song on the record, Miss Jackson. Um, this this is such an iconic song of its era that I don't think has aged a day in 17 years because because Miss Jackson pulls from from so much of the history of R&B and rap and has a really, really brilliant hook. Um, it works today, but also like you get to see. Big Boy rapping absolutely perfectly, but also Dre doing his thing with his own unique flow and his own unique ideas on how you can rap. And because of that contrast, like you get something that's greater than either of them can do on their own and no offense to either of their solo work, they're better together. And I don't think anyone in this podcast is going to disagree. Like they they complement each other very well. And this is a really good example of why two very different MCs together are better than one, you know, than either of them on their own or even like one really good MC. And then I'm going to talk about bombs over Baghdad BOB. This is probably, I, I looked actually, this is pretty much named the best rap song of the early two thousands for a number of reasons. Um, that was, that was on a couple of lists. It has it has the pace of a drum and bass track with this super frantic, super fast rapping from both uh, Dre and Big Boy that um, it just makes it. And this is also so uh, there was this time in the year 2000 where we weren't constantly at war with the Middle East for like, you know, 16 years in a row for no reason. Um and this song is not about that war, but like it's called Bombs Over Baghdad, so don't let that scare you away. Uh, it is it is about how bombing a country is like sex somehow. I ain't that bright. I ain't that uh, hip hop literate to understand every nuance of it. But also, like they called that shit like a year ahead of time. Well, it started um, out with the sexual no fly zone, and yes. when it got it, the sexual no fly zone got encroached. <laughs> um, Okay. Um, but but like so some Chechen rebel someone I don't know to distill it to what the song is. It's got a <laughs> fucking killer hook. The rapping is unbelievably good. So 
like you can fast rap like Buster Rhymes, and that's awesome, and I enjoy that. Yes, but like this, like the pace and the momentum of this song, like like it's not that this song is super fast, but it is. It that it has like a momentum to it. Like there is heft behind the pace. There is weight pushing it. It has this really great guitar solo over a table solo, like three quarters of the way through it. And like, like rap rock didn't turn out well, but like the idea wasn't totally awful. Like tables plus a guitar solo is kind of fun. And, uh, outcast managed to make that happen. And like, I go back and forth on whether this song or Miss Jackson is better. And I don't think you're wrong if you choose either one. But I remember, I, I just thought of this while we were recording a couple of uh, years ago. I was in the car. I was in my old car, which had a quote unquote system in it because I worked in, uh, in retail electronics where you can buy really high end audio gear for 75% off. Yes, that shit is marked up that much. Um, and I had a pretty serious stereo in my old car. And I remember like his first experience of bombs over Baghdad was in my car, cranked the fucked up. And like he had heard more modern outcasts. He was familiar with, Hey, uh, the best song of the last 20 years. And I will stand by that. Um, uh, but this song like blew him away and it is, it is such a cool song and it has not aged a day in 17 years. It is still fun. It is still unique. Not a whole lot of people in hip hop can do a song like this where you've got a great hook, incredible rapping skill from two different dudes and a beat that at a beat and a pace that is usually reserved for electronic music where no one has to pretend to do that shit live where, you know, these guys can do this in front of, you know, thousands and thousands of people. Please outcast. Come back. We need you. Please. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. We need more outcasts. Uh, some great music that we are being denied. Uh, yeah. Let's bring it back around the horn. Talk about some conclusive thoughts. Uh, Brett, what will be your conclusions on this album? Uh, this album, it, we don't need to tell you that this album is is a highly regarded and respected album. It, it's it's read the internet once. <laughs> Everybody else it seems to say that this is a great great album. So who are we to tell them any different? This is this is fantastic. Seventeen years out, um, it's not likely going to end up in my rotation, but that's not. You know, it, it wasn't a bad time to go back and do my trip through time. I lived this when it happened. It's something that I can listen to and be like, ah, yeah, that was that was a couple of ex-girlfriends that I forgot about um, who played these songs over and over and over in 2003 after I was sick of hearing it for two years. But yeah, um, it, it takes it takes me back to a very it, it's surprising. 17 years ago was a very a much simpler time. Uh, <laughs> Like honestly, it it. I was playing Diablo while listening to Bombs of that that I downloaded from Napster. Yes. Yeah, and <laughs> and, and, and like it was, machine. like it was mentioned before, we we had not yet, uh, you know, sent boots on the ground into foreign deserty areas. 
We had it. We okay. had bombed Baghdad, but it was. Well, yeah, but we didn't have boots on the ground yet. Yeah, it wasn't. We weren't. We weren't in the endless war yet. It was. It was the half of my life where we weren't at war. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, at least not constantly. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, Brett. I mean uh, Patrick. Yeah, I'll tell you again. Yeah, it's certified stank. <laughs> uh, Patrick, <laughs> what would be your conclusions on this album? Uh, I was happy to go back and listen to this. It's it's been a while. Um, not the stain song. <laughs> um, but uh, this was like a reminder that Outcast like needs to exist again. And I understand that both of them like making solo records and have some ideas that are their own. But like, put that shit back together and make Outcast again, please. I'm begging you. We, we like you. You make good music. This is um, this is a really good example of what hip hop should aspire to be like. Like it isn't at no point do I feel like it's catering to an audience at no point do I feel like they made songs to be played on the radio. They just made really good music that pulled from a diverse group of genres and sort of you know, melded around the idea of hip hop. Um, it's really good. I was, I was, I enjoyed listening to this again. Um, it's really fun. I still say, Hey, ya is a better song than anything on here, but I'm a weirdo. And I really love that song. Like in a, in a totally, it never got overplayed for me way, but like go back and listen to miss Jackson. If you haven't in a minute, that song's fucking perfect. Like that is that, that should be taught. That's a song that will be taught in music history classes in 30 or 40 years because it is just a great, like, in an era when, like, the early 2000s were not kind to hip hop. I think Are of, you for like, real? <laughs> like, late 90s, early 2000s, all I can think of when I think of hip hop is Big Willie style. For better or worse. That you know? was not bad. It was like 97, 98-ish. Yeah, like yeah. there was a, but there was a lot of super. Well, I will accept Puff Daddy. <laughs> yeah, but there was a lot of, of hip hop without any depth. Uh, like move fine. bitch, get out the way. Like I was, I was just about to. <laughs> post roll out in the uh, back chat i'm just uh, i'm just saying gonna, between a hoe? use a between, hoe between like this golden era of the early 90s and sort of it's resurgence now where there's a lot of interesting stuff going on that as we've discussed on the show i don't necessarily get but i can appreciate um i mean like having hoes in different area codes is serious business. Yes. Yes, I'm, it was. One of these days, I'm going to bring word of mouth just so that Brett can... That all the shtick will come out. It's yeah, all, mouth. You will, with Brett will F, get all his shit Maybe in. seven Fs. If, if there's kids <laughs> that are listening that don't understand what I'm saying, no, the album was called Word of Mouth, M-O-U-F. Yes. It's that guy from all those Fast and the Furious movies you enjoy. Yeah. Uh, Tyrese. The hacker one. But, but um, like, like this was just a reminder that not that that whole era wasn't devoid of interesting, timeless, really good music. Outcasts yeah. are they're as good as people talk them up to be. Like they deserve the praise and please come back. Yeah. Uh. All right. Uh. 
Brett, I mean, Squiggles, I mean, DJM, I mean, uh, Pat, I mean, uh, I did, I, that's funny. I did the same thing to you, to you two that my, my grandma does to me and my older brother. She was, uh, she was, uh, his name, uh, Bernard, uh, so he's Bernard, Pedro. <laughs> yeah, that's the universal grandma. That's, yeah. uh, I think that's, my that, 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 my, me my niece. Steve for at least four years. Yeah. I haven't, uh, my uncle's name is Steve. Yeah. It's like, uh, Spelled. I think she's also done it with like a, my sister and like one of us. She's like, it, it really hurts when it's a dog's name. Uh, but yeah, that's fair. Drew. Uh, what would be your conclusion on this album? Yeah, Steve. <laughs> um, Outcast is one of those groups where they. God. In my opinion, they burn bright for like three records, right? And then the split album came out, and that was super weird and not what I liked about Outcast. And then Idlewild was sort of a thing, and they keep teasing with these like reunions. It was so inventive. I don't think like the alternative hip-hop scene the things you're seeing with like the experimentation in sound that you get with your like chance in um your gambino and things like that that they're not afraid to experiment with sound and a lot of that was really pushed, I think, to new heights due to Outcast. No one's done the same things that they've done. I'm not saying that because I don't think you could do it like they did it because those two personalities were what made those songs from a musical standpoint what they were. This is this is one of those albums I brought that, like I said, I want to listen to hip-hop and... I figured this would be an easy one to get somebody like Brett into because even if you don't, even if you're not up on hip hop, even if you're not a huge fan of rap music, you're not uh, breaking out the uh, 2001 uh, Still Dre and all that. Hey, hey, hey. Smoke weed every day. Yes. I was there in the 2000s. I can talk about the 2000s. It's, it's Dre day. Um, But this is something that I think musically is something that's really crazy and something that's really out there. And there are certain bands that you hear them and they, they get hits and you're like, ah, this is empty. There's nothing to this. And then there's folks like outcast who this album is full of hits. This is a, like this is like a Tom Petty record where it's just like, oh, there's just like four or five hits in this. Like, what the hell just happened? Like, this record just has hit. Like, the, what? But they have okay. the substance that even the like music nerds that Ooh, I hate the radio. That you hear Outcast and you can't hate it. Like, there's an inventive nature to it that I think anybody can enjoy. I think even Squiggles will enjoy some of this um hippity hop mm-hmm. uh I, and he's I'd the like whitest guy we know yes <laughs> ah. 
But close. Him and Cass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we uh, give both shout-outs? Yeah, I want to get those guys together and, and listen to word of mouth. Yes. yes! Oh my god! Wait, can we do that? Do we, do we just we, create the greatest episode in the history of this can, show? Can we have a six-person uh, episode with Squiggles and Kaz? And Kaz about where to like Mr. Horse, hot takes. Uh, <laughs> we gotta figure that out. Hold on. Uh, we'll, we'll figure yes, it out. Please. The octuple box. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that'd be a funny episode. Uh, it's already funny. Yes, it's already funny. It doesn't it, yeah, this is that, like it's already. It hasn't already. happened yet, and we're already laughing at it. Uh, I, I may have just tweeted it. <laughs> so. Uh, all right, that that'll be fun to to, to do or discuss or uh happen happen. Uh, but beyond that, let's concentrate <laughs> on today's episode. Let's concentrate on today's episode. Uh, Sanconia. Uh, now let's transition over. Now we have our thoughts, conclusions. Let's transition over to our main event of the evening. We got our haiku reviews. Sum it all up in uh, fun little haiku funness. Uh, yeah. Uh, Brett, what is your haiku? A musical gift. While it's not really my thing, I appreciate. Ooh. I appreciate. Uh, Patrick, what is your action? A modern classic. Two MCs better than one. Please come back, Outcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, my haku. Dirty South hip hop, influenced by many styles. Absolute classic. Uh, Drew, what is your haku? Usually, I can't stand Atlanta stuff, but Outcast is cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you can, of course, find this album on our Spotify playlist. Play Record Breakers, a home game. Uh, play along at home. Listen along at home. Do your homework. Uh, yeah, do all the things. Uh, on the Spotify playlist, presumably, uh, will be next week's record. Barring a, a guest, or some, if I drop in a guest episode, uh, it will be my episode. I will be providing the album next week. And this is going to be, this is, uh, probably not a very interesting, but it's going to be a fun little album to talk about. Uh, it's going to take me back to my, my uh, college days. And by college, I mean community college days of taking a train downtown and... Uh, and uh, listen to this on my disc, man. Uh, there is nothing wrong with community college. It is a great way to learn stuff after high school without spending way too much money. Mm-hmm. And, he says uh, with piles and piles of debt. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that being said, that is the time where I had this on my disc, man. Listen to it multiple times. Uh, and we're talking about, uh, I think, uh, we're talking about Phantom Planet. Uh, the album The Guest. Uh, it, there's a song you might recognize as a theme song to a TV show. <laughs> so I'll let you have a guess which one. Uh, but yeah, that'll be next week, and this is the but the but that is next week, and this is this week. And you can of course find us all over the internet 
Patrick is at the swagger. Brett is at Habidubert. Brett H I B B I T Y B I B B R D. Drew is at X Drusifer X. I'm at PD Rave. The show is at four record breakers. That's the number four, numeral four. Uh, record breakers. Recordbreakerspodcast.com. Recordbreakerspodcast at gmail.com. Rebelli TV on YouTube. Uh, Rebelli.net for this and other shows. Uh, yeah. Subscribe, like, share, do things, comment, review. Uh, until next time. Hasta los huevos. Because my side mirrors flat like a fucking bird. Uh, toodaloo. Too, toodaloo, too furious. We're, we're coming for that number one spot. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>